Welcome to another episode of Mind of a Madman, brought to you direct from STS Studios. Um, so this week we're going to look at a um, very interesting place uh, south of the coast of New York. Um, it's actually the place that, uh, if you've ever seen Netflix's uh, series uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things was loosely based upon this place. Um, it's a place where, you know, a lot of shady stuff went down by your own government and well, we'll get into that in a little more detail here coming up. Uh, but first, as always, let's get into a couple uh, paranormal uh, news articles. This week, believe it or not, there's nothing about space, nothing about UFOs. This was a very weird week. It's all ghost stories, all ghost related, or for the most part. So, our first story is not really ghost related, but it's still kind of weird. But so let's get into it. First story is entitled "Run: The New Homeowners Find Terrifying Symbols Symbol After Pulling Up Carpets." Moving into a new home is an exciting process, but when purchasing an older property, you never truly know what you're giving, what you're going to get. Maybe the previous owners were obsessed with cheesy house signs, or your dream home comes with a basement dweller. Well, discovering your new house may have been a former satanist hub is a whole other level of creepy. In a post shared to the Reddit forum, uh, oddly terrifying, on Wednesday, which can be viewed by or from uh, user Adam Powers 22 posted a photo of a pentagram they found while renovating their friend's new home. The, t- the picture uh, the picture is titled "Pulled Up Carpets in Newly Purchased House to Find This." The image shows a uh, five-pointed pentagon seemingly scratched into the wooden floor, and just uh, so. Yeah, you know, I mean, imagine, you know, buying a house, tear up the carpets, and, you know, and there's a, you know, a pentagram scratch. I mean, I'll put this picture up on the uh, Facebook page. You can clearly see it scratched into the floor. Like, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, the blood stains doesn't mean they're, well, there might be some stains. You can't tell what that is, but it's an older floor, but definitely something I would not want to find if I was renovating a house that I was going to live in. Um, next. Here, the, the, you, know, you know, this guy, Zach Baggins, this guy, I, you, you know, we're going to do an article or we're going to do a story just on him soon here, but uh, you can't get this guy out of the news. This, this guy's all over the place. He bought a $666 satanic six string. It's a haunted guitar that supposedly killed a teen. Terrifying art. Or, 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 so the article goes: A terrifying artifact is currently in transit to Zach Baggins' haunted museum. Uh, Baggins is now the owner of a supposedly haunted acoustic guitar that could have been involved in the death of a teenager in 1979. I don't play guitar very well, but you can rest assured that I will most definitely play this instrument and see if anything happens to me. Baggins wrote. Baggins purchased the guitar, the brand of which is unknown since the logo has been removed, through auction music retailer Reverb for $666. Reverb's listing included a Macrobee history of the instrument. Apparently, the seller was given the acoustic guitar, which is said to have been cursed, by the mother of the deceased boy. The seller listed the instrument with a warning to future buyer. Please use extreme caution when conjuring the phantasmic spirit that seems to be channeled through this inquisitious instrument. The original owner of the guitar is said to be a 13-year-old boy who was rumored to be a Satan worshiper. The listing mentions black magic, devil worship, and more before 
and uh, more before noting how the guitar was possibly involved in a boy's untimely death. His guitar was, has never been the his death has never been solved, but the Kalamashis kid was found laying in his bed with this guitar draped across him, apparently electrocuted, even though it's an acoustic guitar. According to the listing, the owner decided to sell the guitar because the haunted activity is seeming is it seemed to bring. They said that they've heard the strings discordantly ring out, despite no one being near the guitar. Further, on three occasions, they put the guitar in a bedroom closet, only to find the guitar on their bed when they returned home, and they live alone. The final straw occurred when I saw the guitar levitate out of the trash can I had somberly placed it in. For Baggins, the first haunted musical instrument he has in his collection of morbid items. Not saying a lot. Baggins has some impressive artifacts from serial killers, cult leaders like Charles Manson, and even Jack Kevorkian's death fan. So, yeah, this is just another collection to, to Zach Baggins' collection of weird that he has. Uh, so if you know you have anything that's paranormal, reach out to Zach Baggins. You, 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 you may be able to make a quick buck. Who knows? Um, our next article... Is entitled Amy Winehouse's father claims he makes regular contact with her spirit. Amy Winehouse's father, Mitch, has allegedly been visited by her spirit since she passed. Uh, the soul singer passed away in 2011 from alcohol poisoning at the height of her career. Now, seven, now, now, uh, 11 years later, Mitch claims he witnessed her. Uh, presence through a series of strange happenings. In an interview with The Sun, Mitch shared his experiences. We do have our moments, particularly on her birthday, September 14th. It's hard, he said. After three years, I was thinking maybe that one day she will come back in some shape or form. And she does come back, not physically, but spiritually, all the time. Mitch implies that she's around often. There are lots of strange happenings, he claims. Her spirit comes and sits on the end of my bed. She just sits there, and it looks just like her with her beautiful face, and she looks at me. I say to her, are you all right? Because I get nervous with her being here. Mitch doesn't seem to be afraid of her presence. It is comforting in a way to know that she is here and around me, he adds. Winehouse's father also explained how he believed he was visited by her spirit through a blackbird that looked like one of her tattoos. The week after she died, I was at my sister's house, I heard this thud and a blackbird that looked identical to Amy's tattoo flew into the glass, which explained. Uh, we went to pick it up and put it on a perch. It happened at night when birds don't fly, but it came back and sat on my foot. He's positive it was a message from Winehouse. Well, supposedly, you know, this guy's talking to his, talk, talk, you know, the, you know the, father, the father of the famous Amy Winehouse is uh, coming back and talking to her, so, or to him. I mean, I've heard weirder stories. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, I had another news article, but I don't know what happened to it. I'll find it and throw it in next week's. So, I guess with that, let's get into uh, our topic this week. So, as I said, this week we're talking about a place that's that's loosely Loosely based around, uh, let me see here. It's loosely based around Netflix series uh, Stranger Things. 
Um, it's a place called Camp Hero. Um, it's located on Montauk Point, New York. Now, if that sounds familiar, there's Montauk Island, maybe for maybe for of the Montauk monster that that was found on a shoreline in New York that, that like resembles like part bird, part dog, part who knows what it is. Uh, it's also real close to. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, the, I, the, I can't, uh, the name of it slipping me. It's an island right there where they conduct uh, animal experiments and stuff. Um, but anyways, it's located on Montauk Point, New York, near, near the Hamptons, in a state park called Camp Hero State Park. The park covers a portion of the old Montauk Air Force Station. Originally, it was commissioned by the U.S. Army in 1942. It was originally a coastal defense system disguised as a fishing village, and was positioned to prevent uh, a potential invasion of New York by sea. Three gun batteries were built, replacing the heavy guns at Fort HG, Fort Mitchie, and Fort Terry. So you know, so far it seems just normal. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's you know, a defensive outpost force that you know we're disguising as, a, like I said, as a, as a fishing village. Uh... In 1984, General Services Administration attempted to sell the entire facility to real estate developers due to local environmentalists protesting, claiming the site had many unique ecosystems and animal habitats. The property was never sold and instead decommissioned and donated to the National Park Service, who in turn turned it over to the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation and History Preservation. The site sat in, uh, mostly untouched through the 1980s and 90s, although short discussions took place about turning it into a golf course. Environmentalists once again protested, claiming a golf course would impact rare species that would impact rare species of plants and endangered animals such as the blue-spotted salamander and the eastern tiger salamander, and the irrigation would deplete the already limited groundwater. On September 18, 2002. Camp Hero State Park was opened. Currently, there are plans of creating a museum focused on World War II and the Cold War inside the radio tower. Some reports of the site are some parts of the site are still closed off to the public and guarded, especially near the old satellite installations. Uh, so, like I said, up to this point, it just sounds like another you know closed military base that was repurposed in their state park, which happens a lot. Um. You know, but it's kind of weird that there's still parts of the base that are still guarded. Like, why did they? Well, why, why are they still there? Why didn't? If it's something that's so sensitive, why didn't they remove it or tear it down, demolish it, whatever? Um, the first indication that this base was anything but normal was in 1992. Preston Nikids and Peter Moon wrote a book named The Montauk Project: Experiments in Time, in which they alleged. Secret experiments were conducted. According to various reports, this base was a site of graphic government-sanctioned human experiments comparable to the atrocities committed in Nazi concentration camps during World War II. There are a few old crumbling buildings that are sealed with do-not-enter signs on them. Some of the experiments revolved around kidnapping, telepathy experiments, and portals to other times and dimensions. This base is what inspired, like I said, this base is what inspired the Netflix series Stranger Things. 
Most of the show is said to be based on real events. But, you know, just how much of it, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, like, the actual characters aren't aren't real, but, you know, like, the monsters coming through the portal, I think, is, is, is what's referring to, like, you know, like, us going, you know, to the upside down, if you've seen the show. Um, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and being able to, like, astral project, and see, you know, and view other people. I think that's basically what they're talking about as far as what, what it was based on. In the 1970s and 1980s, Preston Nichols claims the government that government agents were using electromagnetic radiation to transmit ideas directly into people's heads, spawning the idea of wearing, and that's what spawned the idea of wearing tinfoil hats. And he claims that was being conducted at Camp Hero. Nichols claimed with the technology at Camp Hero, the government was able to control the weather, and he claims that he himself was transported to Montauk in 1968 and says he worked at Camp Hero's semi-automatic ground environment radar tower. Before you write off the possibility of the U.S. government experimenting on its own people, we need to look into other secret military experiments that have been proven true. For instance, in 1932, when the Public Health Service observed 600 black men, 339 who had syphilis, all the while uh, denying these men known treatments. In 1953, the CIA began a 20-year program called MKUltra, where they tested drugs developed for interrogations and mind control on prisoners, students, and hospital patients. Things like LSD, acid, um, sodium pentothal. So as we see, the U.S. government has violated the basic rights of its own civilians in the past. So Camp Hero really would not be any different. At the end of World War II, Operation Paperclip was a program where the U.S. actively recruited Nazi scientists from Germany to work for the U.S. government instead of facing prosecution for their crimes they committed during the war at Nuremberg. Some of the scientists, like Warner von Braun, were recruited to advance our space program and rocket-based weaponry, but others were involved in human experimentation, and many of those scientists were sent to Montauk's Camp Hero. The Sage Radio Tower at the center of Camp Hero was part of this, a series of radar towers along the east coast of the United States, which would give the U.S. an additional 30 minutes of warning time in the event of a Soviet nuclear strike. The radio tower would rotate every 12 seconds. Animals would commonly be seen freaking out in close proximity to the tower. People would routinely get headaches and experience bad dreams. Electromagnetic equipment would malfunction uh, many times as well. Although the tower is, a no, is no longer active, the radar dish curiously changes position from time to time. And, you know, it's not like it's just being blown you know, around by the wind because, you know, I mean, it's it's locked in with, like, motors and gearboxes. So if the tower, if the radio tower is moving, it has to be actively, like, moved from within with, you know, the controls inside. It's rumored thousands of children were kidnapped from all across the United States and brought to secret laboratories beneath the radio tower where they were abused and programmed into super soldiers known as the Montauk Boys. Scientists use powerful frequencies to tap into their consciousness and control their minds. While the government denies the existence of underground laboratories at the radio tower, 
People who have recently toured the tower have seen sealed entrances that once went to close off areas. They were along the exterior wall, so the only place the entrances could lead is down. <clears throat> Records have been found showing mass quantities of food were ordered to the base in the late 1980s. This was long after the military supposedly had left. There are rooms in the base with brightly painted rooms and psychedelic pattern wallpaper, which may point to, to, to which might point to as evidence that children were being experimented experimented on using acid. So, if you're ever in Upper New York New York State, have a day or two, you know, free where you can explore. You know, go check this out. You know, like, like I said, it's a state park. You, you can explore most of most of the island. Just some. Just, just a couple spots are off limits. Um, you know, if if you do go visit it, I would not go into any of the marked off areas because I'm sure it's patrolled. If you get caught, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, I don't know if it's like you know Area 51 level of scary or just you know arrested, but whichever. I you know, I personally wouldn't wouldn't go breaking into any of these buildings. Um, there's no solid proof that anything sinister happened here. But when you look at the supposed dark history of this place, witness reports, and look at the scientific operation paperclip sent here, or look at the scientist operation paperclip sent here, and look at look at extremely odd occurrences such as large quantities of food being ordered, you have to wonder, especially knowing our government has experimented on its own citizens in the past, what exactly is going on here. Um, do I think <clears throat> something went on here? Absolutely. I mean, um, do I think it's to the point of like, um, you know, like, do I think like, you know, we open up portals into another dimension and monsters can feel like a stranger things. <clears throat> I don't know if it went that far. Um, but I mean, you know, astral projecting, uh, telepathy, uh, definitely, you know, you know, using like LSD and trying to, and trying to to brainwash people, creating super soldiers. I could see that. Um, so you know, who knows? Like I said, you know, our government. I wouldn't put anything past them. So you know, you know, you be the judge. You know, and if you ever happen to be uh, at Camp Pero, uh State Park, make sure you definitely you know. Take a bunch of pictures, you know, and, you know, and post them on our Facebook page or send them to me or, you know, write me and tell me, tell me what you see. Or, you know, if you've ever been to Montauk State Park or to uh, to Camp Rock State Park in New York, tell me you know, about your experience there, you know, what you've seen. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I'd be glad to hear it. So with that being said, let's look at uh, our question of the week from last week. Last week, I asked you um, basically – what you thought about um, how well, how effectively officials, whether it be government officials, medical professionals, whatever, how well they effectively communicate things with us. Like the two examples I gave, you know, like, you know, do you think they effectively, um, you know, communicated all the facts about the COVID-19 vaccine or, you know, do you think that they properly announced, the dangers of the water in Flint, Michigan. Um, so, you know, I, I got a few responses on this one. Um, and most, you know, I got a couple of yeses, a bunch of no's. Uh, 
personally for me, you know, I don't feel that our government did its, 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 due, its, its due diligence when it came, especially to the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, you know, they just figured that, you know, we're going to put this vaccine out there. We're going to offer it and, every, you know, and everybody's going to get it. You know, the last time something on this scale happened where there was a massive vaccine and they want everybody to get it, last thing I can remember was polio or smallpox. Um, but it was, it was a different world back then, you know. People weren't, you know, there were a lot more patriotic people back then. Uh, the internet wasn't around back then. You know, and, you know, you know, the internet, you can, you know, disinformation can spread so fast, so quick. So, you've really got to be careful about things now, you know, how you portray them, how you describe them. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I think the government, I, I mean, you know, in time, like the CDC put out all, put out all this information about the COVID-19 vaccine, about how safe it was and how it was developed. But only problem with it was they didn't start that way. They just started out by, hey, look, you know, you know, get this, get this shot, you know, it's everybody's responsibility. Well, that, you know, that doesn't work, in, you know, anymore because, you know, with, you know, with the way you know, the internet is and social media, you know. You know, anybody can post anything that they want, and a lot of people, and there are a number of people who take it for fact. So, I mean, I, I, you know, so I, I think that the government waited too long to come out and really lay on a good, good explanation of everything. So, you know, do I think that you know, you know, they did a good job? No, and the government usually doesn't at first. They seem to, you know, dig themselves in a hole, then they backpedal, then they try digging their way out, and it doesn't work like that. So they definitely should have done a, done a better job. I mean, they should have addressed a lot of the questions before the questions arose. Like one of the biggest questions I always hear, you know, I, you know, and I'm pretty sure I covered this in, in the, uh, I did a vex, uh, I did a, a myth busting episode on on the vaccine, and one of the big things, um, one of the big things that people kept saying was. You know, how can a how can a, a uh, how can a vaccine be developed in nine months? It takes years to develop a vaccine. You know, how can that be safe? And what people didn't understand or didn't want to listen to was the fact that you know they've been working on this vaccine for years. You know, you know for the you know, for SARS, which is you know which, which basically is it's another version of SARS what COVID is. You know, so. They just basically took what they had already been using for SARS, they and they basically copy and pasted. You know, they, you know, they took out the RNA code for, for the the SARS virus they're working on, and they inputted, they pasted in the the RNA code, spike protein code for, um, COVID nineteen. You know, so you know that's why that's why that's why it only took them nine months because all all the base work was was laid down or. Another one I, that I keep hearing is, oh, my gosh, they're going to put trackers in our arms and track us. They don't need to. They have your cell phone. Your cell phone, uh, if the government wants to know what you're doing, your cell phone will tell them where you're at. There's a microphone on it. There's multiple cameras on it. The government can track you whenever they want, so they don't need to put a tracker in you. You know. So with that being said, everybody, if you haven't gotten your COVID vaccine, go get your, go get your COVID vaccine. Let's just you know get rid of this virus once and for all. All right, so with that being said, uh, question for next week. Uh, if you pay attention to the news this week, one of the big things was you know, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. 
Yes, I'm, yes, it's it's another Elon Musk question. Uh, only because you know the man's he's a fascinating guy. You know, um, I really think he's going to lead us to Mars. So you know, I I do a lot of time watching him. So my question is, uh, do you think Elon? Sorry, so you know Elon just spent all that money on Twitter. I think he spent twenty one twenty one billion of his own money. Plus he got uh, funding from Morgan Stanley for the other twenty five billion. Uh, do you think that him buying this is a distraction from getting from getting to Mars, or do you think this might be part of it? Yeah, you know, maybe you know he wants a free speech platform. Uh, I don't know. You know, do you think you know, do you think that that this is you know a distraction, or or do you think that this is him? You know, maybe he's trying to raise you know you know maybe he's going to use advertising on Twitter and raise raise more funds. I don't know. What do you think? You know, tell me what you think. You know, you can put it on the Facebook uh, page, uh, which uh, you know, links always in the description of this. Uh, the links always in the description of this. Uh, of, of the comments on Spotify. Um, you can uh, you know uh, go on the Facebook page and you can you, you either send me a message or. You can uh, post directly on the Facebook page, or you can go to uh, uh, our email, which is uh, moampodcast21 at gmail.com. Once again, our email address, moampodcast21 at gmail.com. You can, go, you, you can go to any one of those three places uh, whenever you want to. Um, you know, drop us an email about, you know, or a message or whatever, you know, and tell us about, you know, you know, you can answer the other question of the week. You can give me shows, show, show suggestions. If you got stories that have something, something paranormal that's happened to you, you know, I, you know, like I'd love to put a, put together a, uh, a whole show of just your listener stories. That'd be awesome. So if you, you have a paranormal story, I don't care if it's ghost, Bigfoot, uh, alien, Whatever, whatever it would be. If you have any kind of paranormal story, you know, email me. Drop, you know, you know, and I'll, you know, I'm gonna, you know, and I mean, you know, I can, you know, if you don't want to be identified, you know, I won't use your name. You know, it's up to you. But so with that being said, uh, that's that's the show for this week. Uh, I'll catch you guys next week. And until then, stay safe.